if you're providing value in any service, like you will find people who are willing to to see your value and pay, you know, contribute to whatever sustenance you want to bring into your your sphere of interests. Um, which is that's so crazy and yeah. really that's also very inspiring as well that she wasn't disheartened by the rejection. She kind of just saw it as a way to redirect towards closer to who people are going to see as a part of physicality. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, which people don't do a lot. And I feel like that also takes away from being able to have empathy for people and like relating to people. Um, judgment is such an interesting idea, like very ego-driven as well. Yeah. All in the mind, you know. Mm. Content things and thinking than someone else when really. essentially I'm you, you and literally you're me. like you're my mirror literally yes, yes so the same judgment you have about that person the insecurity that you have about yourself for sure for sure for sure for sure and I think that's like a, a trick that we play in our minds because we see ourselves as so separate from people we have our own identity our own individuality and all of that hello TSV community you're now tuned into Telescope Visions Golden Generation. I am your host, The Nature Boy, and each week we are dedicated to bringing you the most prominent and upcoming artists who are going to be a force to be reckoned with in the future, but most of those who are breaking down doors presently. We also want to give you guys some much needed valuable information, motivation, and inspiration to any of you who are looking to enter the business world, the creative world, or the sports world. So with that, we brought in a really special guest on one day and we really had an insightful conversation towards her spiritual journey, towards growth and healing. And it really was heartwarming to hear her story, which was truly authentic and real. If you're tuning in for the first time now, I'm gonna recommend that you check out the first installment for you tune into this episode so without any more further delays so we told you please drop that beat and let's get into the episode do you want to kind of talk more about your spiritual journey like what was that i know you kind of spoke about it mm-hmm. camera, but what yeah. was that like shaking moment where things just rocked your boat and you're kind of like okay this is I can't do this on my own I actually need to tap in Mm -hmm. um so initially it had started after like a a bad trip on shrooms where I was really learning that like I can't all the what I came out of that trip was that I can't separate myself from this space this veil this spiritual existence that is coexisting within me um and i needed to protect myself spiritually um i was becoming a bit more sensitive to things that my 3d socialized conscious like self wasn't paying attention to um and that opened a lot of doors of alignment for me or feeling like i have this ability to to draw in what I call, because if I'm moving from a place of love and gratitude and tapping into that frequency of gratitude as a prerequisite for return favor. And then around November, I experienced like this ego death from like having a lot of my close relationships 
be mirrors of my blind spots and realizing that like the way that I think I am experiencing life or the way that others experience me is won't always correlate um, because I have these internalized hurts or I move from a place that's not entirely knowing like these coping me- mechanisms and automatic negative thoughts that I might have about myself that is my internal belief and so it will just be reflected in my external um, so that and then having a period where life was just not going in the direction I had hoped for it to at the beginning of this year having a lot of things that I found important to me removed and having to come back to like my core of who am I I think the pandemic gave a lot of people that opportunity to like connect and touch base with themselves outside of the overactive go mode that we've been like socialized into believing is our value and just learning who you are and being who you are in and basking in that presence so it was July the shroom trip and then November last year and then you know some a lot of people say that like after your trip the the, the trip doesn't end like it's just yeah, continuation yes yeah. there's so many after effects and you're seeing the synchronicities you're seeing however you your guides communicate to you um that like okay you need to slow down like you're experiencing a huge um spiritual awakening that's you're just ascending you just and like as you're saying the downloads and the realizations of i guess disintegration of my individuality and seeing things as one and being able to experience duality in life um and yeah so that was probably the catalyst that stream trip was probably the catalyst um and then had like November that ego death and then from there this year just kind of picking up those those spaces or those areas in my life where it was like okay let me dissect how much of this is actually a value that I believe in let me dissect how much of these automatic results were from a place of having to live in survival mode that's not a space I'm in anymore so I get to choose ease I can bask in ease or be present in ease and present in whatever flow um the course of my of change is taking me um yeah yeah <laughs> thank you for sharing that i mean you raise such a an important fact how you should be it should but like essentially we should be trying to operate from the medium of gratitude mm-hmm. love enjoy that those are elevated emotions mm-hmm. you know there's a brilliant book by Dr. Joe Dispinoza how the uncommon are becoming the supernatural how the uncommon are doing the the supernatural becomes okay. Yeah. okay so he talks about how when you're operating from love peace and joy mm-hmm. you're going to be obviously rooted in a present based state but now because you're operating from those three elevated emotions you're going to be envisioned in your future self. Mm. So you're no longer operating from a past-present-based reality, you're operating from a present-future reality. Present now you're future. envisioning your higher mm. self. And the, the fact that you're practicing love, peace, joy, gratitude, mm. you may not be experiencing the, your future self now, but oh, yeah. you're practicing it now. Yes. So by the time yes. it does come, you're already ready for it. Yes. And by the time when you get in those manifestations, you're going to be loading newer manifestations mm-hmm. so it's about getting into that mindset and understanding that 
when you're in the present moment, everything is is eternal. Mm. You know, there's obviously this practical time, psychological time. Yes, yeah. You know, but when you operate from that present moment, there are literally infinite realities that can happen. Oh, so many, and like. What you're saying about presence, one of my friends, Amri Fensei, likes to say how, like, peace is always a breath away. Like, using the tools and yourself to, like, to to come into that presence, to come into that stillness, um, and to feel worthy. Like, I think an, another thing that I really like about the practice of gratitude and that as a prerequisite for whatever aligned return favor that you experience is that you're affirming your worthiness at the time before it even comes you're able to see you're, you're moving from a place of love where you're there's no lack in your life it's like okay presently right now i'm grateful for my breath that is my guiding force that is you know something that brings me sustenance indiscriminately it doesn't have to think about it i'm grateful for these trees and the emission of is it carbon dioxide mm-hmm. that they emit so that we can experience life you know um and i want to work in in union with those forces that bring me life and creation and the best way that i can tune into that is through the gratitude practice of gratitude and presence as well um yeah that's i think i want to read that book (laughs) yeah it's important because especially around society we were kind of like not say program but we're not taught Definitely to practice gratitude. There's, you're yeah. always comparing, like, okay, yes. I should have this, I should have something more. Yes. Whereas if you're just grateful for what you have now, oh. being content with what you have now, mm. there's so many other avenues that you're going to be able to be open mm. to receiving because you're practicing that receiving now. Mm-hmm. You're not rejecting things. Mm. And moving are, from a place of lack as yeah. well. And, like, you're able to find gratitude in the smallest of things. Even, like the sound of the birds like tweeting in unison or like that stranger that smiled at you at the like grocery store or something like that and being able to see the compassion with inhumanity that exists innately within everyone um and i think like my one of my friends she was saying how like cleanliness is close to godliness and that one is this consistent practice that you're doing of like detoxing removing your your room environment where you're cleaning and you're able to you know move away from the chaos to create order and find that stillness within yourself um and then doing it within your practice of your own psychological growth where you're checking in with yourself you're shedding the dead wood you're melding yourself and you're able to come closer to a space of of whatever this creator that we that we serve or that we live or that co-authored you know the universe in love with um embodies you know like grace compassion forgiveness non-judgment unconditional love all these things that you can then pull back into yourself and then that also changes your changes your perception from like moving from a place of lack of survival mode of overstimulation of like your solar plexus where you just continuously going and you're experiencing a lot of anxiety because you don't you can't control this job you can't control this relationship this friendship over here is falling apart and everything and then moving from a place where you're allowing of whatever the world has to bring to you to come to you in its own time and trusting 
higher power that's greater than you, that there is a force that is moving me to a space that I can't see currently, but I know that I'm being channeled into those doors. They're opening for me, even in ways that I cannot imagine in my 3D perception, my five senses right now. Um, it's also making me think of like, um, I don't know if you believe in like parallel universes or alternate universes, but just the idea that you know, time is also like a construct, it's an illusion, and that all these experiences that you have or want for yourself have either happened or are going to happen um, because it's just this continuum of life that you're experiencing even after you you pass, um, that you get to kind of come into a new sovereign body or template of life that you're experiencing and then you get to have the opportunity to work through the things that you struggled to previously um, that bring you to greater joy and greater realization that you know um, home is in my body home starts with me I'm grounded and connected to the life force that brings me joy every day um, that brings me sustenance um, and I get to feel that compassion for myself for a stranger for someone who's homeless, someone who is different to me. Um, I get to move from that base as opposed to like difference um, and individuality and separation. Mm. Oh, that, that was powerful. I love it. Um, especially how we, we have to learn to trust, you know, high power, divine mm. being, God, mm. um, and really just embrace the unknown. Mm. And I think something like anxiety is rooted in you trying to play out future events Definitely. that you don't know Definitely. are going to happen. And obviously, the brain can't comprehend the experience it has yes. an experience. Yes. Or what is real and what isn't real as well. Like, your brain can't tell the difference. Too. Yeah. Um, and what you're saying is making me think of this idea that you get to recreate your old experiences with new ones so that you're not projecting the old ones into your new ones and you're having this perception of this change in perception. You're having these experiences of, of joy, of joy in small things like even breakfast or whatever, sharing time with, you know, sharing space and time with your loved ones. This is a really beautiful book. I don't know if you read it. It's by Dr. Sue. Mortar, mm -hmm. the energy codes. Mm -hmm. So she kind of used. I've heard of that book though. Yeah, I have heard of it. She kind of used life as as like a think of a coin, right? There's like okay, I'm gonna say this for some. There's like heads and there's tails. Yes. So you can either view life from a positive perspective or negative perspective, mm -hmm. where you think that ah everything that's happening to me is it's to me like yes. why is everything bad going mm -hmm. in my life like. Why me? Why me? Yes. Or you can flip the coin and think that everything that's happening to you is not happening to you, it's happening for you. Yeah. For your greater good. Yes. And that literally going back to how you had that shaken moment that kind of set the tone for your spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. That that shaken moment was something that happened for you because now it opened mm -hmm. you up to the person that you are now. Yeah, so you know, crazy. So who's, crazy. Who's developed so much wisdom, who's developed grace, you know, mm. and he's a, it's a wonderful thing to, to experience these things. And she goes on further to say that, think of life as, I talk about this a lot, like the bus stop conversation. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So, uh, I love this. <laughs> so you picture your soul, you're in a bus, right? Mm -hmm. Just your spirit. 
So you're sitting there, you have a passenger next to you, and you guys are chatting, okay? So what are you going to do when you get to Earth? Mm. Like, what are you going to embody? Yeah. So then you guys are chatting, and then you tell that person, okay, cool, I'm going to Earth to experience love and forgiveness on a scale of level 10. Sure. Okay? Sure. So the person says, okay, wow, that's interesting, okay? Um, I'm wishing you all the best, cool. Yeah. The bus stops, drops you off at Earth, and then boom, you're now in this human body. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you have no recollection of that conversation now. Yes, yes. So now, it's a, you now being on Earth, it's about you learning and going through all these intense experiences, like you're going through pain, mm. you're going through hurt, you know, suffering, um, like bad things just happening to you. And then while all this is happening, you're realizing that, oh, actually, with each experience that I go through, it's me learning more about my being, mm-hmm. me coming into my being and realizing this is what I came to Earth for, to experience that level 10 yes. of practicing forgiveness to the people that hurt me, to to show love even though I've experienced so much pain and mm-hmm. suffering. Mm-hmm. And then what you find out is that most of those experiences that were endured, that you endured or that happened to you were inflicted by that passenger who you had the conversation with. But okay. in retrospection, you said, you told me to do that yes. because you said you wanted That's to experience want. yeah. a level 10 scale of love Damn. and forgiveness. Damn. So when you think about it from that mindset, it's like, okay, this is happening to me, but I'm going to grow. Yeah, I'm going to go for it. You know what I mean? And I'm going to learn more of my being and really, it's like an onion with each layer mm. I'm, I'm shedding and becoming yeah, the being that yeah, I am. Yeah, and there's so much I want to comment on. I don't know if you've watched the movie Soul. Um, it's like, yeah. ew, that movie so amazing. I love Soul. It's also a little trippy for kids, like, um, but that movie... It's intense like, for kids. It's so intense, like, to think that, like, okay, the is this predetermined destiny that I've set out for myself and this is the body I'm going to take form in and these are the commas I'm going to break and I'm going to enjoy life and simultaneously break through these commas and these generational cycles and these habits and I'm going to, I think there in this book that I'm reading, um, A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson, she's speaking about how at our root we all were called to love and the more we move away from love through ego through um through doubt through comparison through just allowing the the breakings of life to not teach you but to like continue that hurt that cycle of hurt the more that we move away from our god selves um and then it also makes me think about like how a lot of people don't like i think the way that people conceptualize source creator divine is like this this higher, greater knowing, but we're if we are made in their image, then we're a reflection of all those those embodiments that Source was able to overcome and do. Um, and you know, when you're speaking about experiencing a lot of redirection and rejection and the impacts that it has on your own mental health and your your perception of life, I think something that was so shifting for me was moving from that why me perspective to like okay what is this teaching me and 
it's made it's so much easier for me to one like flow with changes that are happening in my life because it's like okay life is not going to be the static experience i know there would be no ascension in that um and through all these experiences that i'm i'm having and these realizations i'm learning everything just feels like returning back to my most primal embodiment of love even through all those things so like i can experience a shift in my relationship with you know a parental figure and learn that like okay this is teaching me about how generational trauma exists and becomes a pattern it's teaching me how i can break it teaching me about my own mirrors and paternal wounds that i have and how i've maybe projected them to other people from a place of my my parents projection from their parents projection from you know all of that and being able to com- have compassion and love my mom love her mom love her mom and love myself through that and heal that paternal wound and change and choose to change it as well and be a bit more reflective of how I would choose to parent myself um and and then there's something else I also wanted to comment on um just the idea of being you know it's I see so many people who you know this you're speaking about how presence allows you to experience present moving into your future self and how this so many people that I know just speak to that maybe are still stuck in their past hurts and like ruminating over that doesn't do anything for your perception shift and like moving into your heart space and choosing to like love despite understanding that okay my mom was doing the best at the time for me it didn't look like the best but I'm choosing to give this person the benefit of the doubt and love them through that I don't have to have the most perfect relationship with this person but i don't have to be obsessed or um have this incessant fixation over the lifetime of hurt that they've caused for me because um it's eating at me like you know how a lot of people say that um when they speak about cancer or something speak about like stress cells and the idea of you know moving from a place of stress and what that does to you bodily and where you're choosing to store your tension and how that's impacting maybe your voc- vocality and your ability to vocalize things like for example if you grew up in a household where you didn't experience a healthy relationship with boundaries like let's say for example if you're being scolded by a parent and you're you're feeling emotional you're feeling reactive and responsive and they're like no don't do that i'm going to give you a reason to cry that you start internalizing that one my emotions aren't valid like the way i express my emotions aren't valid and so i'm just gonna sit in a space where people say all these things about me and i'm not choosing to to fight for myself or to defend myself or defend my inner child who wasn't knowing of how to react i was just going through what my body was telling me to do um and then you start noticing that in moments of conflict you can become avoidant or withdraw completely and you struggle to assert yourself and have these balanced and boundaryed relationships and another friend of mine was speaking about how you know you can have a gentle approach in the way that you vocalize your boundaries um but still be firm in asserting them and also knowing what are my boundaries what are my values what are my non-negotiables what are how do i choose to honor my worth 
in life. Um, and these are also small ways that I think that you can start having that relationship with your authentic self and yourself outside of what you think you are because you think this, but having, like you're saying, um, or like I was saying earlier, that you have this awareness of where this, this thought stems from. And when I'm moving from a place of the ego that wants control and the ego that likes things to stay static um, versus that that um, yin side of you that is surrendering and flowing and receptive. I feel like when you're in a space of being receptive to what a, whatever life has to offer for you, um, you're able to see yourself as both the student and the teacher throughout that. Because as you're, as you're experiencing these changes, you're learning from them and you're able to impart that to other people, but then you're also open to listening from other people or listening to other people rather. And I remember when I had seen um, um, spiritual healer Coco Nobile and she was saying to me that like my experience, like just because I am someone who chooses to embrace my spiritual side or my spiritual attunement to the frequencies around me doesn't mean that I'm exempt from experiencing suffering and these earthly experiences that we have it just like i was saying it just provides having a relationship with yourself having a relationship with source having a relationship with your daily practice allows you to be cushioned in that and support yourself through that where you're not moving against the tides of change you're just flowing through it just because um or considering the fact that life operates at a particular frequency there are vibrations that we are not able to see you know scientifically this is something that's i mean i I don't really like speaking about science like that but scientifically something that's known that there's a particular vibration that that's being emitted by trees that's being um, being emitted by birds that's being emitted in general life bringing organisms um and the moment i think that i have control to insert myself in what has been like centrically flowing is when I am going to be met with a lot of resistance and a lot of pain and a lot of dis-ease in my body and my my breathing and my hips and my wherever I store my tension. Yeah. So what do you think are some like practical practices that you can help to relieve the tension but also bring about healing? So I think it depends on people's openness to healing their bodies. So like um, something that I found to be super impactful for me was yoga. And if you're someone who experiences assault trauma, whatever type of assaults, you're more prone to experiencing that in your hips. So you might struggle to do particular poses or you might feel a lot of rush. You might struggle to experience pleasure, to enjoy pleasure, to feel like you're worthy of that pleasure. Um, if you're someone who is like an empath or someone who is you know spiritually attuned you might and you pick up a lot on other people's emotions and energy you might store that in your your um shoulders because you just are taking on other people's emotions and like that also now is impacting your breathing and your mobility as well because you're always feeling like stiff and like you're maybe your posture is like this or it's like that and that's now constricting your airflow so like breath work movement um if for example 
if you experienced an injury in your body and you had that part of your you know your bone whatever taken away that energetic wound right consists and you might feel particular pain or something like that struggle with mobility you can have a reiki practitioner like energetically heal you in that regard um i think dancing as well like um any type of dancing like just even if it's i don't know whatever type of music that you're playing you're just moving with whatever you feel um i think self-play as well especially if you're someone who experienced a soul trauma and you're wanting to re-establish a relationship with safety in your body and the place that you will feel most at home and most at ease is within yourself anyways if you trust yourself um and re-garnering that trust through masturbation and like in moments where you feel stillness as well even after maybe a meditation um after a yoga practice um anything that is bodily like targeting your somatic body and your trauma body or your pain body um i think as well therapy as well i don't know if that's i mean it's not accessible to all of us or maybe having community groups having a community of people where you feel like i feel safe enough to express how i'm feeling if that person is in the space to hear me and to show up for me but if they're not then i can bring it back and you know journal i can be with my thoughts and allow myself to like okay what am i thinking on the surface like just off the room like when i just choose to practice those what are the thoughts that are coming in okay cool i'm thinking about this i'm thinking about this okay am i recur like recurringly thinking about this and if so like what am i underlying emotions am i stressed am i feeling anxious um and everything and yeah i think definitely knowing where you store your, your trauma and how to best target that as well um even if you're massaging yourself um the shoulders as well um yeah i think those are really good implementations because they work on holistic healing as well just moving past your body but also your psyche as well i'm trying to rewire your thoughts so that you're changing your perception through taking care of yourself and seeing it as like a daily practice that i am devoted to and that's something that needs to happen if i'm trying to experience moving out of survival mode and flowing with ease yeah yeah it's <laughs> a lot but it's yeah. also like it's a lot of beneficial information because mm. not everyone is able just to sit still and yeah. just be with themselves mm. because there's so much going in their mind yeah. and the fact that you mentioned how some people live in survival mode obviously yeah. you know given the environment and their circumstances mm. it's mm. it also that's like a double whammy yes you know? yeah and you struggle to get out of it even when you're in like a space where you're fine so like i'll give you an example this course that i was doing i'll tell you about this fellowship that i'm doing and um one of the courses was on st- story intelligence and was speaking about how there's this concept in psychology called neurons that wire together fire together so you can experience a particular reaction to a behavior and your neurons will make a chemical relationship that like okay 
if Alwande is experiencing, let's say, for example, if you're someone who has come in and been raised in an abusive household or you have a parent who has narcissistic tendencies, you react in this particular way. And even after you've been removed from that environment, let's say, for example, if someone touches you, like you might flinch because your brain is seeing that as threat, target, we need to go into survival mode, where you are no longer in that space. And it's about also rewiring your brain from that, um, practicing new habits that are beneficial to you. Um, there's this other holistic healer um, or nutritionist, her name is, Ariel Simone, um, you can follow her on Instagram, on Twitter, and she speaks a lot about your food that you eat and the, the things that you're consuming and how these all have an impact on your personal needs and how you how you define what your needs are, how you feel like, if do you believe that you're responsible for meeting those needs or someone else's? And now once you move or take away that power from yourself to someone else, you're opening yourself to a world of disappointment. Um, and expectation and remember I was talking to you about like that loop that I would experience like this pattern where I would hold these high uncommunicated expectations from people and they would obviously disappoint them because they don't know what I'm expecting and then I'd get like resentful of that person and then I'd withdraw from that person okay cool next situation have that same cycle like you and it goes back to what I was saying about choosing to step out of old patterns and ways of viewing yourself and viewing life and breaking that chain and rewriting those experiences with more healthier non-survival mode intentioned beliefs too yeah yeah you touched on such a really powerful thing about how the brain you know is able to it works on neurons right mm. right or flight use it or lose it mm. um, it's basically neuroplasticity your brain is oh, neuroplastic Right. Your brain is neuroplastic. neuroplastic it's able. It's able to change. So oh yeah. If you repeat something yes. a certain amount of times, yes. your brain is going to embed that mm-hmm. genetic information, and it's going to become part of your pattern and habits. Mm-hmm. So how you were talking about how if you're in in a dysfunctional household and you're seeing all of these unconscious patterns. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna pick up on it. Your brain's yes. gonna pick it up on it, yes. and you're gonna adapt those habits. Yeah. Whereas now, if you change your environment, you can begin the process of rewiring mm-hmm. your, your neurons mm-hmm. and developing good mm, synaptic maps in your brain. Okay. You know, and Damn. that that works a lot with epigenetics. So epigenetics works on how you can literally. Um, alternate the gene structure mm. in your body and that works on just visualizing it's a form of epigenetics visualizing oh, your wow. future self visualizing where you want to be visualizing wow. a future environment and just by that accompanied with elevated emotions which you can experience in things like yoga mm. when you're in yoga you're in this present moment yes. you're experiencing the sexual energy and you're experiencing this aliveness mm-hmm. and when you're in that aliveness you're experiencing gratitude experiencing love, mm. you're experiencing peace. Mm. And now when you operate from those elevated emotions, you're able to, like I said, operate from that present future reality. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a powerful thing how you can make use of epigenetics because they also accompany with how, like I was t- talking about yoga, right? Yeah. When you're feeling this 
energy and these elevated emotions you your body secretes serotonin yeah. endorphins you know yeah. um dopamine because yes, you've achieved that a, a, a activity oh, yes know? okay so okay. all these things you can kind of restructure your habits by just you know getting into routine practicing yoga cool i'm going to secrete dopamine i'm going to secrete endorphins and serotonin mm-hmm. i'm going to be constantly in this elevated state of feeling these emotions and when i'm in these emotions i'm experiencing gratitude love peace mm-hmm. joy and now you manifesting your future self in the now now whoa hectic yeah wow i think perception is such a powerful tool as well yeah um in moving just perception just changing yourself from a, a current or previous phase into something that you admire and i think the challenge for some people is how do i bridge that too because like if you're someone who's so like future based you move away from the opportunity of experiencing presence and like mm. once you find yourself in that space where you've achieved all of that like it doesn't even feel like it's it suffices because there's now another thing that you have to come into or another desire that you have for yourself um and i think that also kind of goes back to why i don't like diet culture i just find that diet culture has a a thinking towards that where it's like you're always chasing this current desirable body so right now it's like um what's it it's like bbls that type of body type and everything and then like 10 15 years ago it was like the very skinny models yeah. um and the the standard of perfection is always changing and like it's always something that's external to you and because it's external it's always something that's going to be changing and you're always going to be wanting to chase that change knowing that it's it's not truly attainable and i feel like that is something that's so systemic and it's it's so systemic surpassing just diet culture um and going into societal issues as well going to structural issues of things like capitalism and its sustenance and how it's able to crook people into believing that who they are is what they do um you know you are your resume you need to have all these achievements you need to be achievement focused you need to do this you need to do that and it's like i can just be i can settle into being i can just exist and that's actually also fine because i'm still here chasing, like chasing a purpose like going back to that passenger conversation that you were having about there are these things that i'm 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 not necessarily obligated but i am called to do and even in the moments where i'm not doing that or i'm not actively working towards it like just being in a space of resting or just being in a space of community i'm still gathering all that knowledge to whatever destination i'm moving to but i'm just choosing to relish in the now that we've been talking about this whole day yeah um, i mean you face such a important point how especially in this world in wealthy things you know we become so consumed with the rat race you yes. got to do this yes you got to do yes. that and you got to be constantly doing but doing is not it's a it's a what's a component in my makeup right mm. but we're not human beings we're human beings mm. Mm, per, per. <laughs> you know per. I, mean? i definitely agree with that um What does being look like to you? Being looks like to me 
stillness mm -hmm. in this moment, breathing, you know, cherishing your breath, mm -hmm. gratitude, Great, yeah. uh -huh. love, okay, peace, okay, it's giving fruits of the spirit. That's what it's giving. Um, and I feel like that's also a close embodiment to, to source yeah. as well. Let's go back to what you said. You are the splitting image of God because yes. God created us in the image of Him. Yeah, for sure. And understanding that because we're made in the image of God, God is within us. Yes, yes, you know? yes. And once you understand that, you understand that, okay, you actually are, you know, a infinite being, a powerful mm. being. Limitless, you know, yeah, limitless. Yeah. You don't have to be confined to worldly things and worldly limitations. Mm -hmm. You can do anything as long as you're connected to Him. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a, a brilliant scripture, a, a really beautiful scripture, sorry, that John 15, I think it's 5, where He talks about the vine. If you're connected to the vine, you can do all things, and the fruits of the Spirit will be with you, mm -hmm. and you'll be fruitful. Whereas if you're not connected to the vine, you can do nothing. <sighs> yeah, wow, yeah. Wow, about that. Ooh, yeah. about that so much. Mm. Yo, that's so important. And I think we steer so much away from that because we see so many things as needing our attention, needing our priority, um, needing to be succeeded. Um, and we move away from that opportunity to like go back to our embodiment of source, embodiment of stillness embodiment of joy like just being in this space as well and i think it's i have this this um difficulty as someone who you know one of my one of my friends was speaking about the idea of money and energy in within the spiritual space but then also speaking about things like okay how then do you account for systemic issues which i think it was a, like has just been a product of mad and greed um, but how then do you incorporate these conversations that are still inclusive to all people and not necessarily financially specific um, because of the fact that having this privilege of being the social and uh, the social bracket that I am I also acknowledge that it has given me more time to self-actualize in a way that someone who is in the majority of the country doesn't have time to and that's taking away from their opportunity to do all this we re rewiring and encoding that we've been talking about um so how do you think that that can be bridged um especially as well in a society where so much western constructs kind of demonize or vilify anything that is not of science or not of religion particularly mm -hmm. yeah i think one it's gotta take not everyone is willing to be conscious and really do a self-audit on themselves mm -hmm. you know i think if mm. a person was able to do that they would maybe look let's put ourselves in a position where you know someone is not really privileged mm. in a situation where they gotta provide for their family like yeah. If, if they're not working, there's no bread on a, yes. bread on a table. So they've, they've got a huge amount of stress, mm. you know. But if, if, let's, if we break down their, their patterns or their, their schedule, what they wake up in the morning, um, make breakfast and they go to work, 
Yeah. They work, work, work. Some may put in um, overtime just to get extra pay. Mm. They get back late at night. They watch TV. They're tired. They're tired. Time to be present. Be and present yeah. and then spend some time with they can with their family mm-hmm. and they go to bed and the cycle begins again. Yes. So now imagine if they took that, let's say it's 30 minutes, you know, the typical South African household watches generations in the evening. Mm-hmm. It's a dingo or any show. Yeah. They took that 30 minutes, that 45 minutes slot for themselves. Mm-hmm. Did some self-auditing. Mm-hmm. Understood, okay, these are my strengths right now in my life. What can I, what side hustle, what, oh, what thing can I do on the side that I can do to gain some income mm-hmm. that I can work on. So eventually that side income is going to replace my main source yeah. of income, my main yeah. job. Now, when you when you do that, you, you're you bridging away from that working cycle mm-hmm. because now you have your own freedom, your own time mm-hmm. to do what you want, when you want through that side income. Depending what the side income is, maybe it's a, a business. Now you're getting passive income. Passive income when, you, when you're sleeping, you're making money. Yeah, yeah. Because you put the right system in place. But obviously this information is not accessible to everyone. Definitely. Not everyone has this information, not everyone has these codes. So I think that's one of the things that's also important on this podcast is about sharing this information. Mm-hmm. Imagine if a young kid out there who's, you know, in Bumalanga High, yeah had this information and understood, okay, maybe, you know, my family doesn't have to pay 200,000 rand, you know, for my four or three years spent at university. Uh-huh. And they can put that in me doing a business. Maybe that's my passion. Mm-hmm. <sighs> now you're making money instead of going into debt. <laughs> yes, yes. I think what's difficult in that is the way that a lot of people who come from marginalized backgrounds conceptualized education as like this yes. gate key yeah. to freedom and to this and to sustenance um which isn't all that true within the context of south africa where like the youth unemployment is at 75 percent yeah. and where like your privilege and all of that comes into place and i think it's also about extending the table mm-hmm. knowing that it's possible in small ways like um, when I find myself in like a generous mood, I just, I just feel like I just want to give. Like whoever I see, like whatever I have at the moment, let me just, just extend that love. Um, and there's also something else that I wanted to say. I think things like access to technology and to things like podcasts as well is as well a privilege and like having the time to listen to them like it's so difficult to try dismantle something that is very systemic and ingrained and i think we both understand that that's not something that we have in our capacity Mm -hmm. but through things like this channel or you know your passion projects as well as your clothing line I don't know, potentially sponsoring someone's education or part of their education or whatever it is that they are needing of. Actually, I don't want to impose that. I must be doing X, Y, Z. And then another thing I wanted to speak about was this idea of, like, parental constructs and expectations that they have that, like, you know, I have this child who is interested in this particular hobby or skill and I only see them becoming this and not necessarily giving room for multiplicity um and 
sometimes when you are socialized into a particular environment where it's like, okay, Chedu, you're going to be the one to break this. Chedu, you're going to be doing this. You're going to be doing this. It takes away from like, okay, what does Chedu actually want after Chedu has done these requirements and these like heavy responsibilities that are imposed on so many people, especially as black and brown people, like yeah. black tax and everything. Um, that's also its own system. Like, I, I just feel like the system, like the system of capitalism is so entrenched in a way that it obviously thrives by producing this has this huge disparity between the haves and the haves not and that's how it like sustains itself by you know being like okay let's get into maximization of profits how can we do this by spreading other people thin and like i don't believe i really don't believe in like overworking myself and like that's something that i've come into like a value this year sorry i'm like i'm moving in conversation um but that I can, and this also comes from a place of privilege, that like I can wait on source instead of wanting to lead. I can be guided in whatever venture I want to be in and like come across people who are within the same space and you're like, okay, cool, let's collaborate. Like that feels synchronistic. And it's not me actively being like, okay, I need this, 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 this. I mean, unless it's like a project that you need to be done within a particular time frame. Um, but when you just kind of have this idea of like, okay, these are things that I want to do. I want to get into food collaborations with restaurants. Okay, let me find someone who, a photographer who already does that and collaborate with him, come up with a business plan and, you know, fine tune that, pitch it. And if things work out the way they need to, they will, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you raised such a beautiful point how you, you can't really force things and you should kind of mm. just be guided by source. Mm. There's like this beautiful scripture that you can make many plans, but the Lord determines your steps. For sure. Yeah, for sure. What? <laughs> and like those, and it's those plans that you have, I think force and control is like not love. It's incessant need to be in control and like you know you were previously speaking about how a lot of sometimes anxiety can stem from wanting that control or wanting to control a particular um, outcome having a control wound having a trust wound where you just don't know how to listen to your body and what it's needing of um and it's you're experiencing this fluctuation you're feeling this intense sharpness in your in your breastbone and that's impacting your breathing that's impacting the way that you can express yourself it's impacting the way that you're able to receive things because you're moving from a place of lack so to say i mean and that can be as a result of your environmental you know um, upbringing and stuff but i think breaking these things like coming to a point where it's like i have a responsibility for myself for my family, for whatever I pay forward to not continue these cycles because I can see how harmful they are to my my community immediately and far out. Um, and then taking those little steps and like, how can I within my sphere of influence and whatever space I'm in break the, those cycles, break those karmic debts um, and so forth. 
Yeah, I mean, as corny as it sounds, you know, if you want to change your, the world, change yourself. Because mm, that so will have a ripple effect. That is so true. Damn. I, I think I've heard that quote before, but in the context of this conversation, yeah, I'm like, you know. fuck, yeah. I love that you brought your um, journal here. Yeah. Do you want to talk more about journaling? I think journaling is such a powerful form of such releasing a, yeah. and wow. learning about yourself, you know? Mm. I mean, I started journaling this year. Okay. And I'll, be, That's I'll, great. I'll look through like my journal from like yeah. in June and yes. be like, whoa, I was actually here. Yeah. That's crazy. Yes. And it's like, cool to see, okay, I've actually grown. I don't, Tracking your growth, definitely. You know? And yeah. sometimes you cringe, like, this is what I used to go through. Like, mm. this is what I was doing. This is how I was seeing life. Like, this is the perspective that I was seeing life from. And um, I think one thing I'm, I want to do more is journaling the good days too so that I can go back to them and be reminded that there exists this balance between, mm. you know, my yin and my yang, the good and the bad, or whatever that actually even means. Um, but journaling has been, like, such a since the pandemic has been such a fruitful endeavor and like practice of holding myself accountable um this journal is like a manifestation one um and as well i'm trying to embrace my creativity because i think growing up i wasn't given that freedom to express it so it was something I didn't think that I had within me, like within visual creativity, um, and be channeled in other ways. Um, but wanting to go back to that, so like, um, I had, so I started like this, um, this manifestation journey or pillar. Um, I haven't finished all of it where I have like, with myself. I love um, that you put pictures there because now yes. it allows you to visualize. visualize. Yes, and like, I love these photos that I have from, so this is from when I like was younger, when I was baby and everything, and how my smile has kind of like stayed the same. Um, so I have that, my, myself, spirituality, or, um, and then with my friends. And then I had also started um, one with travels, like where I just, want to see myself traveling um and affirmations as well like doing so many different things like um one of the affirmations that i've been really sitting in Mm -hmm. was well the fact that i can love and accept myself for who i am and this goes back to this conversation that we're having about releasing um and how i can never lose by letting go because source stays within me wherever I go and the lesson that I've learned and I get to carry those people and the meaning that they had in my life despite maybe not being in close connection to them um and everything leading to this moment has been rooted in love sustenance and joy and I don't have to run anymore I don't have to live in survival mode um so during one of my fasts I really enjoy fasting. Did you draw that? No, I didn't. I did this filling in. Oh, okay. Um, But I didn't draw it. Uh Yeah, you can just get it online. Mandalas are also super um, healing as well. If there's a healing mode, because the colors correlate to the chakras, and you can kind of understand what it is that you need more of through whatever colors you channel. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, very spiritual practice um, in the East as well. Um, do you just want to just like quick pause to yes. explain what the chakras are for people who are listening who don't really understand mm-hmm. okay so your chakras are your energy wheels and your center points that you have throughout your body 
that are there with the purpose of bringing balance in your body so you have i think seven or eight main ones that lie from like the base of your spine to you know your crown and they have different meanings so for example if you're someone who experienced a lot of environmental instability you have um in a problem with finances and the way that you view your finances you might experience like an underactive or overactive root chakra and like because that's at your base of your spine everything else has a ripple effect because it moves up um for example if you're someone who experienced immense trauma growing up you might experience um you know an impediment in your womb and everyone has a a womb chakra regardless of your gender it's energy point and that can impact impact your creativity your ability to manifest you might experience heavy blood flows you might experience um a susceptibility even if it's like generational trauma as well that maybe the women in your life were experiencing like rape or there was no consent in whatever relationships can be impacted in your womb um heavy period pains fibroids in your family and everything like there's a lot of and like okay for example if you're now your if we work up to our solar plexus which is i think the color correlated to it is either orange or yellow and that's responsible for your go mode your productivity and we move from a place that's overactive and that's why you might experience a lot of like anxiety um digestion issues as well you might need like a gut cleanse or like having a pro- like including probiotics in your diet um and the your chakras are always spinning and the aim is to have them spinning in alignment and accordance but sometimes just through whatever your day whatever um might spin in an opposite direction that might lead to it being underactivated or overactivated so another example is if you going back to the boundary setting growing up you might struggle to communicate and express yourself or feel that you're worthy of being heard and seen in your communication and expression style so you might experience an underactive throat chakra um and that also relates to your chest i mean yeah to your shoulders and your shoulder tension i didn't know that that was very interesting to find out and there are different poses that you can do within the yoga practice that can be to stabilize whatever chakra imbalance that you have in your body. So for example, if you're trying to find more grounding doing like a warrior pose, um if you need to be in a place of more surrender, moving from your heart space, trusting, compassion and everything, lying in um corpse pose or shavasana, um solar or sacral chakra like um balance doing an extended child's pose if especially if you experience a lot of hip tension as well goddess pose all these different things it's so interesting how and chakras are i mean come from the eastern tradition but i know a lot of like african cultures as well and western cultures also adapted it in their own ways yeah i hope that summarizes yeah, chakras yeah it's really interesting and especially now so people who are obviously looking to understand more of their body their body yes, they yeah. understand what each chakra does and how yeah. they can help heal it but mm-hmm. more so specifically once they start getting into these practices of yoga they can learn to t- transmute that yes. energy that's yeah. in their root mm-hmm. and focus it on some of their organs or mainly the definitely, chakras definitely. which can help heal their body mm-hmm. and give them more relaxation mm-hmm. and 
and step and into ease. being. Yeah, being, yeah, as opposed to doing. Yeah. I think one thing I would like caution those, like if you're someone who wants to look more into like chakras, like seeing an energy healer for that particularly because like you want someone who's well versed in energy centers like you don't want to be doing i mean you can do that work on yourself but you don't want to now have an overactive third chakra where you're just seeing things and like you're now moving from a place of you're not able to relate to people and you want to sit in that being of like balancing that yes i exist within a spiritual plane but i'm also experiencing physical human embodiment of of life yeah, yeah. that's that's really that's really true actually mm. it reminds me um in the indian culture they they kind of talk about how the same way how you're talking about some of all your chakras are mine mm. they call it the prana tube mm. what do you call it that prana, prana tube, tube. The prana so it's this golden tube that's from your head from the base on the peanut gland mm. all the way down to your root and like they talk about how when you obviously connect all these these components or the mm. the different energy sectors all the way up the spinal up to your pineal gland yes. pineal gland is like the most powerful source yes. that you can use to tap in in, okay. in your body because it's it's the it's the body part that allows you or the chemical that allows you to dream Yes, yes. And be more open to like downloads and connection. Yeah, I mean, That's crazy. And like I know a lot of people who dabble in psychedelics also your pineal gland like shoots open okay, as yeah. well during that because you're yeah. and also that part being connected to your third your third, third eye and stuff. Um it's so interesting how you can have like a a scientific and spiritual a, like kind of balance between understanding your body and how it relates in the physical how it manifests in your psychological how it manifests in the mental how it manifests in your body and all of that um yeah. so interesting yeah it's all connected yeah. one thing yes. i've learned so far in my journey sure. is like once you understand the science behind your body you start understanding even more in depth mm-hmm. like some of the spiritual mm-hmm. things that have been happening in your life or the experiences or the teachings that you've been practicing mm-hmm. and how everything is just intertwined and you're like wow okay we actually really complex yes. beings you're like, so complex we're actually so powerful if you really just tap into who you are and really just have that belief and not give into self doubt mm. and understand that at the end of the day you got god is in you so mm. it's like you can't do that's so true oh, i love that i love that literally like i was saying earlier like a limitless pool of potential of learnings of teachings of becoming um just because this vast unique infinite source of life that we live in is just forever continuous um yeah wow yeah. but i also want to just emphasize it's not always all light and sign like Definitely. you have to integrate like your shadow you have to do shadow work you have to work on your shadow self and understand like say someone like me like i see myself as a spiritual warrior in order for me to get to that spiritual warrior yeah, i have to integrate my shadow self and mm-hmm. also my higher self mm-hmm. when i integrate those two i get that synthetic moment of spiritual warrior oh i love that you know that's so true i think in all instances of life like you can't just be met with good moments let me just say that moments of like bliss in your life like i think just because of the nature of 
us being sovereign people and moving away from like our core value of being co-creators of love and creation and then meeting these karmic cycles that we come into these periods of struggle and wanting to like assert your power assert your dominance assert your control but then also needing to like trust that you're being held in whatever way and, and being led to a, a better more in aligned space is tough as well um and i like that what you're saying in terms of like you're not exempt from experiencing life in your spiritual journey um you just get cushioned by certain practices and becoming and and stillness and all those things. Yeah, yeah it's like going through valleys. Yes, yes, know. literally. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. What three key things would you tell or advise your nineteen-year-old self trying to navigate life, given all the experiences you've experienced Whoa. so far? Wow. Um, Joy is mine to keep and experience. It is my birthright. I don't have to overwork myself to feel accomplished, to feel valued. Um, I think I would also tell myself that you are in a space where you're about to meet like so, so much alignment and experience so much alignment in your friendships, in your community, in yourself. So prepare for being embracing of that. Um, and then the last thing I would tell myself is to settle into into presence. That was something I really struggled with. Like I was very future orientated. Um, planner, like I like have a control wound. I like to know that things are moving in this way. So to know that I can settle into ease, that's something I can adopt and feel it change in my body too. Um, something I would tell my 19 year old self. What would you tell yours? One, patience. Learning to be patient and Identity, understand yeah. delayed gratification. Mm. Yeah, damn. You know, um, the second thing I would say, you don't have everything figured out. Mm. <laughs> no, yeah. nothing. Yeah, you literally <laughs> know nothing. So, <laughs> it's it's... <laughs> practice, you know, kindness with yourself, compassion, mm. empathy. Oh, I love that one. Um, I love that one. And I think the last one is stick to your race. Mm. We've all got our own assignment. We've all got our own journey and race that we're all running. And I don't have to run it at someone else's pace. Stick mm. to my pace. Mm. And then know that I'm going to get to the destination. Mm-hmm. Just trust in the process. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that it's giving in a child, it's giving surrendering to a world that's higher than me. It's giving compassion to your younger self. And mm-hmm. like it's making me think of this this quote I saw on Twitter where someone was like, Imagine your younger self full of love and potential and ease looking up to you mm-hmm. and like what would you do or how would you react in those moments when you're unkind to yourself you're inadvertently doing that to your your inner child but now you're making it wounded um so see yourself in that lens of this child that is just ready to bask in life and experience joy and fulfillment and and sustenance and nourishment and all these things and see yourself you're not separate and you know we're talking about this idea of the law of one like you're still not separate from that part of yourself yeah. um, 
Yeah. Wow, that yeah. sounds amazing. Thank you for those words of wisdom. Mm-hmm. So one thing that we're doing now towards the end of the episode, mm-hmm. are there any questions you want to ask me? Um, what has this podcast been teaching you about yourself? Well, I've learned many things. I think the one thing that I've learned is that Connection is very powerful. Connecting with other beings, you're able to see things from different perspectives mm-hmm. and obviously experience life from another person's view. Mm-hmm. And through that, you're able to empathize with a lot of people but gain wisdom. That's very true. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think wow. a lot of connecting with so many of these people in the podcast, I mean, there's been like 20 of you guys so far, 20, 21 of you. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I think. It's amazing. Vulnerability is a, is a strength. Yeah. Oh, something I've learned. I love that. I love that. Vulnerability yes. is a strength. It takes courage, mm. you know, to put yourself out there mm. and and not know what's going to happen. It's mm. not a weakness. It's a strength. Mm. To do well. Yeah. It's powerful and it's true as well. I think vulnerability is such a superpower that not a lot of people can tap into. It brings relatability. Mm-hmm. Um, it brings soothing to yourself as well that you're like wow and honesty with yourself too where you're like okay this is how I'm feeling um I'm gonna label as this it's prone to change but right now I feel this um and in this moment I would like for you to if you are able to hold space for me in x y and z ways and I think that vulnerability also extends to the opportunity to be supported by community um through being honest with what you need, what your needs yeah. are. Um, yeah. Wow. Thank you for that. Thank you for those that that teaching, that understanding, coming into yourself in that way. Um, especially just given gender constructs as well. Yeah. And there being this huge suppression towards men on that aspect of yourself, that very feminine soothing, soft, gentle, compassionate side of yourself, where that's also seen as a weakness. Mm. You know, there's power in claiming that. Yeah, it's it's yin and yang. Um, Yes. It's all about, you know, being able to blend in masculine, divine, Shiva with a bit of the feminine and understanding that the way of whatever superior woman or superior man is, they both integrate both those aspects, the positive aspects mm. of each cause. Mm. And once you're able to use the equilibrium, you're able to connect more with mm. opposite sex. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a really beautiful thing to experience once you're just rooted in that oneness of who you are mm. and experience that other person in that oneness. Mm-hmm. That's very true. It, yeah, one. Yeah. One is, yeah. Oh. Mm. That was, that was, thank you for sharing yeah. that. You're welcome. So, anyone looking to find you on socials, where do they go? Um, and what are the handles? Okay, so if you're interested in food, um, I direct you to my Instagram page, which is Lua Loves Cooking. Um, no spaces. And then if you're interested in purchasing a mask um, or even consulting, just understanding, getting to know, I have and collaboration that I'm doing with the skincare brand. I'm not sure at what point it will be launched because it's been in the works for so long and we've just had to keep changing dates because of life. Um, do I love skin? And then if you're just interested in getting to know me, um, 
observing my life um, through the lens of your own life, then my handle is alwandead underscore xo on Instagram. Cool. Yeah. And are these all these handles on Instagram or do you yeah, have these other? Are all Instagram and Twitter. I'm not really that active. Um, I'm really not that active on Twitter, but my handle is Lua with four A's underscore X four zero. Okay, cool. No, so, actually X four O. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So those are the handles. So mm-hmm. go to Instagram. That's where she's mostly engaging and i'll put the handles again on the episode notes for the episode so i really just want to wish you all the best i think there's going to be so much prosperity coming into your life and i'm really sending through abundance Mm -hmm. and you stepping into the person that you know you can be and Mm -hmm. the person that you are yeah and i'm really wishing that your ventures in love skin and lost cooking are going Mm -hmm. to be fruitful and that you continue your journey on and being the kind and nurturing person that you are thank you thank you so much for thinking of me um thank you for sharing space with me today um it's been so insightful learning from you and just also seeing and witnessing your growth from the last time i saw you a few years back um and i echo the same into your journey as well um that you find fulfillment that you find newer heights um relatability impact touching people um yeah thank you so much thank you for that you're welcome and i think that's a wrap cool special shout out to alwande for really coming through to our space and for her gracing us with her time but more so for being authentic and true to herself and really sharing her experiences on her spiritual growth and journey i really want to commend you in all that you're doing and i really am wishing you nothing but success and prosperity for the years ahead if you're looking to find more of alwande and her adventures you can follow loa loves cooking on instagram l w a l o v e s c o O-K-I-N-G Lua Loves Cooking and you can also follow Lua Loves Skin so that's L-W-A L-O-V-E-S S-K-I-N Lua Loves Skin check out on Instagram and you definitely won't be disappointed you can gain a lot of valuable information towards living a holistic life Ooh, special shout out to the main man Silver Toby this guy's beats are really just fire i'm always feeling energized if you're looking to hear more of his music you can check him out on apple music ora and you can check him out on instagram and twitter <laughs> he's a really funny guy and his handle is at sober toby s-o-b-e-r-t-o-b-y you definitely won't be disappointed and i think with that we can get into our daily words of wisdom I think something that Alwande mentioned in the episode about how sometimes we are not aware that we've been configured to live in survival mode. And again, that can be obviously dependent on your environment and your experiences, but you can, you can change, you can change your thoughts and you can change your energy by literally doing these practical steps so i think the first thing is to work out 
any time of the day whenever your schedule allows when you work out you release something called bdf brain drive neurotrophic factor and through secreting that you left feeling energized you secreting serotonin you secreting dopamine you feeling like you've accomplished something you you're feeling good because you're releasing elevated emotions you're in the state of bliss of love peace and joy when you're in that state you are operating at your highest self but more importantly you're able to see things clearly and through that you can leverage epigenetics which is the fact that you can change your gene structure through your thoughts now if you're able to maintain this this habit of working out every day you're going to be constantly installing this habit of living in this elevated emotions of love peace and joy now if you accompany that with meditation you're going to be able to learn how to sustain this elevated state and lastly through reflection through journaling when you journal your thoughts no matter how small even if it's just a sentence and you reflect over that you're able to learn through your past habits and your patterns so you're able to identify and figure out where you're going wrong and how you can improve and just by applying those three practical tools you can improve your health you can improve your mindset you can improve your well-being and you can step into the higher version of yourself that you can envision yourself being so at the end of the day i think the crux of what i'm trying to say is your thoughts create your reality so being mindful of your thoughts and trying to get in positive thoughts is always going to benefit you remember see for what it is not for what you want it to be peace out